you don't have imposter syndrome, you actually have this. Hello there to all my new coaches who are scared of putting your offers out there. Hi, I assume that's most new coaches. If that is you, then this post is definitely for you. We have a lot of our students in our Uncage Your Business program who totally freeze up when it comes time to start actually asking people to be their clients. And they often come to us telling us that they have imposter syndrome. So I wanted to use this time to set the record straight about what is actually going on for most of these new coaches, because hint, it's not actually imposter syndrome, and to help you correct it also so that you don't get stuck in the same trap. So first off, let's chat about imposter syndrome. So this sneaky little thing is something you've probably heard of. It's when you've already really rocked the thing that you're doing, you have a proven track record in it, you're getting people results. Objectively, you're really good at what you do, but you still feel like a fraud and you still doubt your abilities. You know you have the skills, but you have this nagging voice in your head that says otherwise. Does this sound familiar? So this is a whole phenomenon that disproportionately affects women. On the one hand, it's been a helpful term for people to help them see that they're not the only ones who feel this way. Um, on the other hand, the concept itself has been brought up as problematic for a couple reasons. And here's an excerpt that's pulled from a really fantastic article in the Harvard Business Review that you should definitely check out. Um, they say the impact of systemic racism, classism, xenophobia, and other biases was categorically absent when the concept of imposter syndrome was developed. Many groups were excluded from the study, namely women of color and people of various income levels, genders, and professional backgrounds. Even as we know it today, imposter syndrome puts the blame on individuals without accounting for the historical and cultural contexts that are foundational to how it manifests in both women of color and white women. Imposter syndrome directs our view towards fixing women at work instead of fixing the places where women work. So I'd encourage you to go read the whole article. It's a really good one. Um, this post is not specifically about talking about whether or not we should even be using the term imposter syndrome. Um, I'm going to use it for the sake of this post because people understand what it is, but I would definitely encourage you to go read that article in the Harvard, Harvard Business Review. So all that being said, this feeling of imposter syndrome, this feeling like a fraud still exists in many business owners, but I don't believe that's actually what's going on with most of the new coaches that I talk to. So what is really going on? If it's not imposter syndrome, then what is causing people to feel like a fraud? Here's what it is. It's a lack of experience. There's a really big difference between having coached a lot of people with great success and having glowing testimonials and still feeling like you don't know what you're doing and never having coached anyone or not having coached very many people and questioning whether or not you can actually get people results. You simply don't have enough experience. So for most new coaches, coaching is a skill that you're learning. And even after coming out of coaching school, many new coaches still don't feel totally confident in their coaching, which is totally normal because they need to practice. And not only do you need to practice, but you need to practice within your chosen niche in order to start seeing what kinds of results you can really get for people. So it's really important when you're new that you work with enough people and you apply your process within your niche so that you can see those results and then you can go back and start to refine your process based on what worked and what didn't work for your specific niche. It's really a whole process of figuring out what works best to get your clients where they wanna be and doing it enough that you start to see that you can actually get people results. And the reason that this distinction between imposter syndrome and lack of experience is so important is that I see many coaches solving for the wrong thing. They spend a lot of time and energy trying to think their way into confidence, cheerleading themselves, using affirmations, even hiring mindset coaches to help them work through their imposter syndrome. 
And listen, I love mindset work. We have an incredible mindset coach in our Uncage Your Business program. Shout out to Aaron Foley. Um, but you can't think your way to competence. You actually need to be doing the thing, working with people in order to develop, to develop your skills enough to gain competence as a coach. And competence is what's going to give you the confidence. Here's another thing we, we need to talk about, which is that confidence, being confident, does not equal competence. So here's what's really fucked up. You can actually think your way to a false sense of confidence. So let me say that again. So you can think your way to a false sense of confidence, but this gets really dangerous because being confident doesn't mean that you're actually good at what you do. I see this a lot in the business coaching world where business coaches are cheerleading people and encouraging them to own it and telling them to fake it till they make it and to act as if they are already successful. And then on the backside of that, telling you to set your prices high, to set your prices at premium prices because you are worth it. And this is a massive problem both for you and for the industry. Because if you have the confidence but not the competence, then you're really just swindling your clients into a service that you can't actually deliver on. Let's look at other industries here because no other industry does this. I always like to look at the field of medicine. You need to go to school to practice medicine, right? You go for many years, actually. You get supervised by professionals. You have to pass exams. And you might not feel like you know what you're doing at first, but over time, as you practice your skills with real patients in a supervised environment, your skill set grows and your competence grows. So how fucked up would it be if a doctor skipped all of that and took on this coaching, coaching mindset, started cheerleading themselves, started faking it till they make it, and repeating to themselves that they're worthy of having patients. And then they walked into a surgery room like they've been doing this all their lives. And there's some poor patient sitting open on the table, putting all of their trust in them because, you know, the doctor seemed like they knew what they were doing. Terrible, right? If the doctor had no clue what they're doing, um, it just simply wouldn't work. Here's another example I like to think of as I started to learn to ski over the last couple years. Imagine trying to think your way into being a double black diamond skier when you've never put on skis before. You can't just will yourself to know how to do something, no matter how hard you try. So if you are just faking it till you make it and walking in with super confidence, but you don't actually know how to ski, you're going to break your neck when you drop into that double black diamond bowl. So I don't understand why it's any different in the coaching industry. There seems to be this belief that we can bypass the work that goes into actually being good at what we do and that we can think our way to competence and therefore to confidence. And I can tell you that all of the affirmations, all of the positive self-talk, all of the spending time perfecting your website so it looks like you have your shit together, none of it's going to help you become a better coach or develop the competence that you need in order to build true confidence in your coaching. So if you want to know the only thing that will actually help you, it's actually working with people. It's diving in and coaching real people within your niche. So I understand that it's a little bit of like the chicken and egg, right? You need to have some level of confidence and competence so that you can dive in and actually start doing it. But doing it is what's actually going to give you more competence and more confidence. But you do have to start somewhere. So here is what I recommend. Beta testing. Beta testing is basically trying out your service with real people so that you can get feedback and make changes to it and make it better. If you are new, we highly recommend beta testing for free. Working for free takes the pressure off of everything having to be perfect. 
And I usually recommend just being really upfront with your beta test clients and saying, hey, I'm a new coach or I'm a new, you know, insert whatever you do here and I'm developing my skills and I wanna offer some free sessions in exchange for some feedback and some testimonials. So this is amazing because not having the pressure of having to perform a certain way because you're getting paid some kind of premium rate is huge because it's going to do so much for your mindset when you jump onto those calls. You're not going to go in panicking that you're not going to be able to deliver results and you have permission for it to be a little bit messy because you've set that expectation up front with your client and they are on board. You can even ask your beta testers for feedback on how everything's going as you go and you can start to tweak your process along the way. So beta testing is super invaluable and I highly recommend that you do it for free. You can even get testimonials from your beta testers. Um, what's gonna happen is that by the time you've beta tested with five or 10 people, even if it's for free, your competence is gonna be so much higher. You're gonna be so much better at what you do and then your real confidence is gonna actually go up. And so when it comes time to actually set your prices, you're probably actually gonna set your prices higher than you would have because you're gonna be feeling really, really solid about what you do and what kind of results that you can deliver. Not having this competence is gonna make you sabotage your business. So in my early years of coaching, I used to get on consult calls and I would feel terrified that people were gonna say yes to working with me. I would sit there before the call praying that the person didn't show up and I'd be so nervous on the call. And when I hung up with them, I secretly hoped they would say no. <laughs> That's not good for business, right? And when they did say yes and the money hit my PayPal account, I would almost feel sick to my stomach. And I remember at the time I was working with a coach who was encouraging me to niche into a particular area that I hadn't really worked with yet and wanted me to raise my prices. I can see now that I definitely should have worked with a few more people in my niche for free before setting those higher prices because I was literally sabotaging myself by hoping that my clients weren't going to hire me. So I just don't want you to be in the same boat. I want you to get on your consult calls and, you know, be trying to get those paying clients knowing that you can help them and knowing that you can get them awesome results and going into those calls feeling like your price is a steal for what they're actually getting. Okay, but what if you're actually terrified of working with people? So this is this happens. If you're so scared to dive in and you have no idea what you would even do with a client in a session, my first question would be whether you've done any coach training. So I'm speaking specifically to coaches, but this could be for whatever modality that you're using or whatever your business is. If you haven't done any type of training, I would absolutely start there. Coaching specifically isn't just about listening to people talk and giving them advice. There's real skills as a coach that you need in order to help people get unstuck and move through a transformation and really shift their thoughts and beliefs. And I think that every single coach can benefit some, from some kind of coach training. So if you're feeling majorly stuck, I would highly recommend investing in a reputable coach training program to help you learn and practice the skills in a really safe environment. You don't need coach training to be successful, but if you have no idea what to do and you're paralyzed, coach training is going to give you the skills that you need to actually get through those coaching calls. So the bottom line is you cannot mindset your way out of a lack of experience. So you need to get ready to get a little bit messy and dive in with some real practice clients. Everything about your business is going to get so much better and it's going to and it's going to progress so much faster when you're out there doing the work with actual people versus sitting behind the scenes and trying to kind of figure things out. Because remember, the confidence, real confidence, not this fake it till you make it bullshit confidence, but real confidence is going to come from doing the work and getting really good at what you do so you can really own it. And that's the only way that you're going to be able to do it. 
If you are struggling with this and you're new and you need help moving past this hump, getting some beta clients in the door, niching in and building up your real confidence, this is a huge piece of what we focus on in Uncage Your Business. Our students tend to come to us saying that, you know, they felt like a fraud before, or they felt like they didn't know what they were doing, and they came out really feeling like a business owner and feeling super confident in taking on those paying clients. So head over to uncageyourbusiness.com and you can check out the program and learn a little bit more about how we can help you build your confidence and build your confidence and help you get those paying clients faster.